welcome to episode 87 of Iron Man Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alright guys, so welcome along to episode 87 of Iron Man Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Iles. How you going, mate? I'm pretty good. And you? I'm bloody tired, to be honest. I'm a bit tired, but that's okay. <laughs> Iron Man Talk brought to you by... Proudly brought to you by, you go. Coffeesofhawaii.com. Yep. Uh, all your coffee needs. Trybuys.com. For all your try needs. And Athlinks.com. Social networking for endurance athletes for tracking and social needs. Nice. There we go. We've got a pretty big show coming up. I'm a bit tired. Did I tell you that? Could be a little short, the show, though. Well, hopefully, because I'm a little bit tired. Good. I think I need to sleep. Um, uh, we've got our news, Bug Rural News. Hot topic of the week we're not doing, because we're actually recording. This. I'm off to Australia, Australia tomorrow. Off to Australia slap tomorrow. An, when you go over there, make sure you slap another shrimp on the barbie. Uh, well, I'll actually slap a couple shrimps on the barbie, <laughs> just for you. And uh, so I'm, we're actually recording this show on Friday, so last Friday. Imagine when you listen to this, you always think last Friday. And so uh, there's not a lot of content. Um, what have we got? We got uh, we have got an age group of the week. We've got a website of the week. And Coach's Corner, John, give us some love. We've got some local homegrown talent. We've got Gina Ferguson in the studio today. We've just finished the interview. Winner of Ironman Wisconsin, first season of racing Ironman. And in all seriousness, I think she could go some fairly big places, you know. Uh, She's young enough, 27. Yeah, you know, I think she, if she develops her cycling a bit more. Um, she, cycling is the one to, easier to develop, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, she, she's there with her swimming. She's pretty much there with her running. Um, you know, she can run a low three-hour run, and she'll improve that a little bit. But if she can improve her bike a bit, you know, I seriously think she could uh, get in the top five in Kona, and who, who knows, I think. And we'll be have to say with the first ever interview. Exactly. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's all about us. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> this week's news, well, there's not much news, but Ironman Western Australia, the last one of the year. It's the end of our Ironman talk year. Well, it's not our end of our year, but... Well, let's have a look at the results from last year, because it's a um, it's a very fast course over there in Australia. We had... Well, I don't know if it is. Apparently, it depends on conditions. Yeah, well, it was fast last year. Yeah, last year was fast. Jason Shortest went an 8.03, and all due respect, Jason Shortest is a very, very good athlete, but yeah. I wouldn't say he's the best of the best. No. Um, so for him to go an 8.03 there, fantastic race. He swam 50, which is very good for him. Biked a 4.29 and rode a 4... Um, ran, ran a 243, which is an outstanding run. Very, very fast run for 803. Easy that is victory. A fast run, isn't it? But Mitchell Anderson rode a 418 on that course. So, wow. Um, yeah, you got to look down there. Justin Grange, I suppose he only did 850. You know, I'd maybe expect him to go a bit quicker. He was in ninth. But on his day, could be quite quick. Yep. And the, the girls was very quick as well. Last year, Elizabeth Christensen took the race out in nine hours and ten minutes. Uh, second was 9.15, Sarah Gross, and third was Charlotte Paul in 9.17. So, yes, it can get quite windy over there, uh, but I think if the conditions are good, it'd be great. I have heard it's been very, very hot over there lately, like about <coughs> 40 degrees. So oh, really? To, have to see how that sort of Imagine out. racing in that. It'd be tough. Uh, okay, so who we got? We've got, we got Shortest is back. It Mitch is, Anderson is back. This is got to be... Raina Tissing? Very, very strong field. Wow, it is a strong field, got, isn't it? Yeah, Jason Shortest, Ironman winner. Mitchell Anderson, who's been... Well, he won it the year before. He won it in 05. Yeah, Ironman winner. Raina Tissing has yep. won Ironman South Africa. He's also been top 10 in Hawaii. Chris McDonald won Ironman, the new one this year, Louisville. Yep. Yep. Uh, Luke Drags has won Challenge Wanaka, also been a podium elsewhere. Richard Verne. Richard Verne won Ironman Australia early this year. Craig McKenzie's won uh, or done very well on 70.3s. 
Um, Bjorn Hun Park has, I think, won Ironman Korea or Ironman Japan. The club's man. Pete Jacobs was uh, third. Yeah, yeah, and third, second in a No, third, 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 third in a You've got the glove man. That is uh, woman. S- serious. Got Courtney Ogden. I think he finished second at Ironman Canada last Stephen year. Stephen Bayliss. Stephen Bayliss, second at Ironman UK. Wow. Man, that is... That it's is, kind of like a great second-tier race, isn't it? It's got to, it's got to be the strongest field outside of, um, <clears throat> you know, other than say Kona and um, maybe Rose or Germany, that's got the most depth of any other race. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, but like you say, there's, there's not really that one super dominant. Yeah, guy. No, there's no top, you know, top five Kona guy there. But, so it but should be. Yeah, he's definitely got some good guys here. Eh? It should be a fascinating race. So, um, so I wonder why? I wonder why it's attracted so many people. Obviously, these guys haven't done Kona other pe- than the glove man. People are trying to make a buck, you know, and it's uh, they're trying to do regular Ironmans and, and making some money out of the sport. I guess that's the only reason why. Um, yeah, you're just trying to make a living out of it. Wow. And on the girl side of things, well, Bella's there? Bella. She's uh, number 31. So she had a bit of a disappointing race in Florida. Yep. She didn't win her sort of hometown race. Well, not a hometown race, but the race where she's traditionally done very well. Good old our interview of the week. Gina Ferguson's Gina there. Gina Ferguson. Yep. So this will be Charlotte Paul, she was third or fourth last year. Joe King has been a former world short course athlete, uh, world champion. Marilyn McDonald, good steady performer. And that's, that's really. more or less it. So not quite as stacked on the girls' side. It's probably about 15, 15 girls or so. But, uh, yeah, let's hope Gina can pull off her second Yeah, one. that'd be great, wouldn't it? Good, good for her. Oh, oh breaking things. Oh, breaking things. So, so, good, so Good luck to everybody who's racing over there. And uh, finish off your season in style. Or for you Aussies, start your season in style. So um, we were talking last week about one of the races moving. Which one was that? Um, Arizona. So when will that be? Well, from for the reports I've been reading, uh, it sounds like next year they're actually going to run two races. So oh, they're going to do the two things. No, they? they're going to do one in uh, April or whenever it is, and they're going to have another one later on, and then they'll settle on the later one. Oh. From what I've from from what I've heard, it's not quite official yet, but that's what it sounds like. So Neil Russ actually sent us through this article on uh, one of the New Zealand websites about a guy called what's his name? Aaron. Uh, Aaron. 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 Aaron Fleming. Aaron Fleming. And uh, the reason we're talking about this is because we... It's a pretty cool thing. He's basically going to be chosen to be a New Zealand torchbearer. Um, and the reason is because he was one of the... He was actually one of the faces, wasn't he? Mm. Uh, for the Ironman New Zealand sponsorship. They do Breathe for Life, which is CCF or... C- Cystic fibrosis. Yep. And... Uh, and he was actually a victim of... Or, you know, had, had the condition Stop. and he's come back and... Uh, we still got it, but he's done it. He did Ironman this year, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, so he had a serious, it's got serious lung difficulties, is what sort of yeah. uh, cystic fibrosis was causing. And he, he raised $22,000 this year for, for Breathe for Life. Did Ironman New Zealand? Yeah. Wow, and, that's awesome, uh, mate. So outstanding. 22, how old is he? 20, 22 or 24, something yeah, like something that. Like that. 24. 24, yep. And uh, and so he's been chosen to be a New Zealand torchbearer, which is really awesome, eh? Yeah, no, it's good on him, and it's good to see triathlon just getting a bit more exposure, and, and obviously people are doing good things for the sport and good things for... Yeah, we like that. We like that. So, so thank you. Thank you, Neil. News, this isn't really news, but John's saying, did anyone else notice Bevan's blunder on the Chrissy show? Well, first... The, Get over it, mate. Build a bridge. There was a blunder at the start of the show where he didn't clip it, and he's, he's using the lame-ass excuse, oh, I was tired, I was tired. Okay, here's, here's the story. I got in from Taipei. I had 17 hours of flying. There's a five-hour time difference. I got in at 6 o'clock at night, literally got in the door, had to record Iron Man Talk. When the show finishes, I normally have to work for like four or five hours after the show, just putting it all together. I forgot to cut off the first minute, and John rings me like an old lady. What are you doing? Like a whinging mother. Making us look stupid. (laughs) 
Nah, you gotta, you gotta lift your game there. And, oh, here we and go. to top it off, and if anybody went on the website with an <laughs> e- eagle eye John, I'm like, go on there, and there's a picture up there of um, supposedly Chrissy Wellington. I'm going, that's not Chrissy Wellington. <laughs> and I was supported by a fellow pro out there. Well, it's interesting, who was it that I put on? Rebecca Preston. I did a Google image search and no, the Chrissy Wellington that photo came up, so I just grabbed it. And, uh, uh, no one else commented, only you. And then I got an email from uh, Hillary. Hillary actually listens to the show, so hello, Hillary. And uh, she was saying that, yeah, she was like, Bevan, I think you got the photo wrong. But other than that, none of our listeners picked up on it. We'll tell you what we'll do. We'll get Rebecca Preston on the show, and then we'll put Chrissy Wellington's picture up there. Okay, we'll do that. It's a, mm. it's a done deal. She's an Iron Man winner. She's doing well. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so uh, last bit of news. I just saw a good article, and as you can probably tell, we're a bit desperate for news this week. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's a quiet season, isn't it? It is. We're pretty much, from, how are we going to get through to Christmas? Uh, we'll find a way. We start to do the yearly wrap-up but don't we? We do. We actually need to have an official yearly wrap-up show. Well, that can be over Christmas, some away over Christmas. You can, away. You, you can do that by yourself. <laughs> but anyway, I just thought there was a good article that maybe you guys can check out on InsideTry.com. Uh, it's just been an article about the 70.3 champs that were held down in um, Florida. And a lot of the local residents were complaining and bitching and moaning that their streets got closed for something as insignificant as a triathlon. Oh, really? Yeah, wow. so I think it's just a good point that I think... So so often, you know, the councils and everybody that approves our races, all they get is bitching and moaning from when that happens. So I'd just encourage the listeners out there to occasionally maybe give the councils some positive feedback so hopefully we can run some more races because the guy who was who was writing this article, he was trying to organise a race in his area and he couldn't get any approval because it was going to be too much of a disruption to society. So bullshit it, it is really disappointing and this is sport in general like in New Zealand they had a, um, there's a street race like car racing and they wanted to do it in Auckland and it was a huge industry you know like it's you really would have put a lot of money into the city and all the rest of it and the council basically stopped it didn't it it's ridiculous yeah. you know we've got to get events happening not just triathlons but any events yeah, and yeah. get people off their asses yeah get people um, out there and, and living life active. Active. So that's my little my little. Yeah, that's your rant, wasn't it? You were going to do a rant for a while, weren't you? And that, so the rant's back. <laughs> so that's pretty much the news for this week. That's pretty desperate, isn't it? Test Hot topic months. of the week. We're not doing it because no, but we we, we just um, we had a comment in from Todd Johnson, which I oh, so was, you're going ahead of times? No, no, no. This is actually back and back to last week's one, which was on the family down the shoot, family down the finishing shoot, and Todd actually told us about what happened at Ironman North America this year. Um, he says just listened to the latest episode of the podcast. Um, and he was saying, this year at Ironman Florida, they allowed only one family member, oh wow, no pets, to cross the line with the finisher. They stressed this point at the pre-race meeting, and the penalty for more than one family member in the finishing shoot would be disqualification. Wow. He wasn't quite sure if they'd actually enforce that. Um, but what the good thing they had is they had a waiting area for family members to, um, to stand in and sign in right behind the line. So when you finish, you came across the line, and you could sort of give your family a big cuddle and, and say, yeah, I'm a bit tired, I need some help now. Yeah, hold me now. So I, th- I think that's really good that North America sport are taking a bit of a, a stand. They're just creating oh, some, that's some guidelines. A tough one. one family member? <laughs> Come on, you've got two kids, what are you going to do? You can't do it. You're to, you're to next Jim, Jimmy. <laughs> oh, so, you couldn't do it. You uh, couldn't. Come on, if you have two kids, you can't pull out the old, oh, look, mate. I like, your other I like your brother more. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you know what kids are like. They're, they're, you can't do yeah, that. Yeah, I, I agree. I think maybe you could, maybe you could stretch that to two. No, I think we we need to do the Ironman talk rule. What's that? Keep the to left. The, keep to the left. Yep. For the families, right for the singles. Yeah, we'll stick with that. Yeah, make the shoot a little Pass bit wider. Pass that on to North America Sports. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It's going to happen, and we're going to take credit for it. <laughs> Guarantee it. So that's our news and our blog, but not really for this week. Keep the comments 
you can go. Keep the comments coming for uh, for next week's one, which is. Uh, I'm thinking what we're going to do. I'm, I'm, I think what we're going to do is actually we're going to have a top ten of the year, and we're going to say ten things and have to do one word answers for one week. You know that? Stealing my ideas. What do you What do you mean? I was saying. My, my, my limits no no that's we choose six I'm saying for a hot topic of the week we do um, they have to answer ten questions with one word right you get what I mean okay that's gold okay next topic okay did I tell you I was tired yeah I'm pretty tired pause <laughs> age, age grouper of the week Last week, it was Ed McDevitt, who was our first finisher in Kona that is registered on Athlinks. Come on, what's wrong with your bloody computer? You know what it is? It's a Microsoft program. Oh, Word is preparing to load this document, and it's not going to work, so I'm going to have to close it down, and then I have to open it again. So you keep winging it, and I'll pull it through. So last week, I had an email in from Ed McDevitt, and uh, he was thanking us for, for letting him be age group did, did, did he reply did he yeah I popped him in and I said you didn't forward it to me mate oh well I always forward your emails I know um, where's the love in this relationship mate no but anyway Ed did was, I tell you I was tired Ed was pretty happy about it and uh, and so this week because we do share the love around here we no have... no you know why it is <laughs> you know why it is because you've been looking at your Kona porn again haven't you <laughs> That's why. You just need another excuse to look at your cone of porn. Next week, it'll be the winner of the 45 to 49 age group. But anyway, it was the first female finisher at Kona that's registered on Athlinks. It's going to take out this this week's... And I know why you got confused a little bit then, because what's her name, Jombo? Brie Wee. That's a sensational name, isn't it? It is a sensational name. But she... It's a sensational name for a sensational race. Okay, tell me more. Well... Scroll down so I can see her. Yeah, look at it right there. There we go. She finished where overall? She was 13th overall. Wow. Against all the pros. That is outstanding. She's 25 years of age. Wow. She's very, got a big future. Very good. Good swim. 56 minute swim. Uh, biked at 521 and then came home in a 324. Wow, that's phenomenal. Outstanding. Isn't it? So she was first age grouper overall. She was first Athlinks age grouper overall. What? How deep did they pay? Uh, 10. It's pathetic. That is pathetic, isn't pathetic. it? Pathetic. That is pathetic. It's good. It's reasonably good. I mean, it's a world championship, but it's, so the money's quite good. Yeah, but come on, it's, top but twenty. Come on, it's a joke. I mean, come on. You look at the people in top twenty, and you're just going, they should be, they should be getting some money. So, that's another topic for another day. But um, Bree, Bree, you're a legend. You are a legend. If you click on her profile, come on, let's, some, have a look. let's see what she looks like. Unfortunately, Bree, you better have a photo. There isn't a photo up there, so we want to see a photo. But Bree is actually from Kailua Kona. So she's a, a local, oh, wow. dominating the race. That's pretty fantastic. And I'm thinking it may be one of her only first men. I mean, uh, that's her most recent results. She won. She went the 121 at the Kona Half Ironman earlier this year. Well, I'll just have a look over races. Maybe she hasn't claimed them all. Yeah, maybe she hasn't have claimed them. Yeah, outstanding day. And it is awesome, eh? Mm, first age grouper. Yeah, to win to be to win your age group in Kona is a phenomenal feat. But to finish 13th overall... To finish 13th overall. Interesting to see if she um, decides to um, rock up as pro next year. So you think she would, wouldn't you? 13th. You know, like normally if you can pull off a top 10 in Kona and, and you're going to go most races in the world and pull off a podium. E- yeah, easy. Yeah. yeah. I, I would expect her, you know, for the 9.47, she'd be, win- she'd be winning Ironman races. At the age of 25. Of yeah. Outstanding. So these are the names we're looking for in the future, aren't they? Oh, we're pulling them out from left, right and centre. You know, again, yeah... Yeah, we're legends. Innovators. Innovators. 
That's right. So, Bree Wee, you, you are, are our Age, age Trooper of the week. week. And we love the name. Love the name. That is sensational name. Here we go. Website of the week. So, um, who actually sent us through this one? Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Right here. Good old Matt Johnson. Matt Johnson. Matt Johnson sent us through a YouTube link. Again, we haven't really, you haven't really done your piece this week, really, have you? It's from Mississippi, USA. I've done my piece. Have you been to Mississippi? No. No, neither. No, no. I love Mississippi. Just because it's got a good name. Yeah. Anyway, Matt sent us through this YouTube link. And now we often talk about the, the issue of drafting and our sport of Ironman. And... Well, Florida in particular seems to have a pretty bad name, and I don't know why they have a bad name, John. Yeah, go look. You look at this clip, and it's. Oh, just, we're going to play it again. We've just been yeah. watching it. So there's a clip on YouTube, and we'll put a link to it on IronmanTalk.com. And uh, fifteen at, seconds long. Fifteen seconds long. So we're chucking on right now. Here we go. So you hear that? Yeah, you can yep. hear, that, hear that in the background. Screaming. Now what we are seeing is cycle racing. <laughs> it is a joke. In fifteen seconds, I reckon forty more. Oh, 40, maybe 40, 50, 40 yeah. people going past. It's and, a big issue, man. And, and and there's no gap. There is no and gap. And it's a corner as well. That's yeah. the thing as well. They came in a corner as a pack. Yeah. Incredible. And I actually, I was speaking to an athlete this morning and he was at uh, the 70.3 champs and yep. he'd been the year before and he, he, he gave them benefit of the doubt. He said, right, well, they've, they've tried to make these yep. changes this year. Will it be any different? And he said it was a joke. Really? The drafting was just out of this world. So... I've got some serious issues there, and I've got a hot topic coming up. When we finish this next hot topic, I've got one related. Well, we'll to tell this. us. It's so going, they can mentally prepare for a week. It's going to be should they start introducing um, wave starts at races like Ironman Florida, where there is a, um, a clearly a major drafting issue. And, and what about two lap courses? Maybe they should move uh, away from those. Yeah, I don't think that would make restrict a big, the numbers of the race. Like, yeah. Because it's not it's, it's losing its it's losing its value. Yeah. You're not doing an Ironman. No, th- you're not doing the day by yourself. No. I think at the races that have got some hills in it, yes, there's going to, always going to be a bit of drafting in there. But I think they've just got to get rid of these flat races. It's just a joke. Mm. But mm. maybe we shouldn't talk about that. We should uh, save that for the hot topic. No, because we're done drafting. Okay, that was what was your hot topic. Your hot topic was should they start bringing in the wave start? I like the wave start. We'll bring that in uh, next next time around. But Matt, so go on to www.ironmantalk.com and I'll have a link to it into this week's website it's down the bottom of the page there and uh, click on it. It's, it's You really want to watch it. It's unbelievable. And I've got an idea. Why should, this week, should we actually put a picture of the person who we interview up on the site instead of a picture hey, of something else? Are you being else? smart? <laughs> <laughs> was that, was that a, like a dig? <laughs> yep. Did I tell you I was tired? I can't put up with that crap right now, John. So give me right now. I'll tell you. <laughs> Jeepers creep! I whip my ass off for the show. This one you give me. <laughs> Jeepers creepers! That's our website of the week. Coaches corner. Maybe we should have a new name like the interview house. Yeah, we need. Like we that. do need. Okay. Oh no! I don't. Don't, want to. don't oh. start creating work for yourself. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking, there's, okay, no, we'll, wait, we'll do that Let's again. discuss that okay. later on. So let's, we'll do your intro, John. Anyway, I will, do your I, job. I do my intro in a moment, but Gina Ferguson, uh, fantastic athlete, racing Ironman Western Australia this weekend. Yeah, listen up. Yeah, really great. Here, here we go. Good luck to her, by the way, too. Mm. Nice girl. Here we go. Okay, so in the Palatial Ironman Talk studios today, we've got the winner Palatial, of... Palatial, that's good. I know. Winner of Ironman Wisconsin earlier this year, or not that long ago. Also fourth at Ironman Switzerland, and her very first Ironman, she was fifth at Ironman New Zealand, 
uh, six of the world long distance champs, and along with that, a few 70.3s and uh, various other results during Sounds the year. Sounds pretty impressive, eh? mm. <laughs> So, homegrown talent, Gina Ferguson. Um, I guess when you thought a bit, you heard about us coming on the sh- about you coming on the show, you were probably thinking these fantastic, amazing studios, and we, we, we live up to those those. Uh, those studios those. are phenomenal, aren't they? Oh, it's great. <laughs> so how's your day been so far? Been now training? Yeah, I've um, done a run this morning, and it's beautiful weather here in Christchurch as usual. Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> fantastic. So I guess for you, um, training's just starting to wind down a little bit. You got um, Western Australia coming up in two weeks. No, it's. Three? Just over a week. So it's next weekend. Yeah. That's right. Yep, I'm off on Monday, so yeah. Excited wow. about that? Definitely. Can't wait to get over there. Been to Perth before? No. no it's not Perth, Buswood. No. What's, what's the field like, do you know? Um, I'm not too sh- sure. I'd, uh, I haven't really looked. I never really liked to look at him. That was going to be a question I had. Do you do you check out your competition much, like before a race? Not real, Not too much. I mean, I get to the race and then obviously there's sort of a hype about the race and you sort of know who the big people you're racing, but... I mean, there's not much I can do. I just so you don't choose know. a race based on. Um, hopefully, I'm no, that's yeah. right. you don't choose a race based on the competition as such. You, you know. No, I mean, I just choose a race that's going to fit in with my schedule and okay. what I think will be my strength. Or um, with Western Australia, it's sort of working towards my weakness, which is um, racing on the flats. Okay. So that's why I wanted to do this race. So it's a bit of a building block. Mm. Great. So, for the Kiwis, we, we know a bit about you, especially the people in Christchurch, but maybe just tell us a bit about you know your background just before you got into triathlon and what sort of led to triathlon and, and obviously where you are now. Okay, well, I didn't really have much of a background in sport at all. I um, swam until I was 17, and then I left swimming and went to uni, um, went on to teacher's college, and then started teaching maths for... Um, high school maths and Whoa, I mess teacher eh? <laughs> got myself pretty times un- table <laughs> <laughs> got myself pretty unfit and I was actually really really hating my job and I was thinking how am I going to do this for the next 40 years mm. and um, basically my partner just um, encouraged me to get back into doing some sport um, did one of those small triathlons you know 200 meter swim 15k bike Sponsored 20. by Contours, which is Bevan's big competition. Yeah. <laughs> it's not really, mate. We dominate. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I really loved it. And then um, after that, I did a 5K running series, and I'd, I'd never done running before, and um, I won all of them. And, like, the first one, I think I did 20 minutes, and then I just got faster and faster each week until I was down to 18. And mm. then so I did my first um, triathlon match, 2005, and it was the standard distance Canterbury Champs. Yeah. Was that a course you bay? So it was a tough one, and I absolutely loved it. So that's how I started in the sport. And nice. And so since then, obviously, two, so that was sort of 2005 season. 2006, you're, you're more sort of focusing on the the Olympic distance side of things. Yeah, I um, March 2006, I actually did an ITU World Cup, and I really hated it. It, it was totally. <laughs> Why? Why? What's it I, I just about? don't like the drafting and. Also, the formality of the race where you have to wear your name, you yeah. know, all these stupid rules, like it has to be seven centimetres yeah. and all this, and I just didn't like all that kind of, yeah, and yeah. they announce your names, and I just, I much prefer just having an informal race, and um, like, with the, I just don't get the ITU side of it, the yeah. drafting, because I just can't get my head around what the bike is for. Yeah. You know, it's I, I just want to be an all-round athlete, and I want to do it do the whole thing by myself I don't want to be in a pack yeah. mm. and I mean I'm not like a fast 10k runner and that's what it comes down to with the Olympic distance so 
definitely I realised that I Pretty wanted to get into yeah, I definitely yeah. wanted to get into the long. So course. that was your obvious reason to go to Ironman. Basically, I mean, I had done um, the exterior, and I absolutely loved that. Yeah. And um, I just realised that the only non-sort of drafting races were the long distance. Yeah. And I actually um, emailed my coach, who um, asked him to coach me, because um, he was really good at cycling. Yeah. And I knew that was my weakness. And with Ironman, you have to be a really good cyclist. Yeah. And he's been an age group of a week. Greg. Yes. Yep, Greg. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, won his age group in Hawaii. Just been, yeah. Spanked Bevan and I at Tapper when we were yeah, hopping around heart. on the yeah. run, getting beaten by a bloody 45-year-old yeah, guy. He breaks a heart. Jeez! <laughs> um, but it was, yeah, I mean, 2000 and our New Zealand season last year must have been pretty encouraging for you. Pretty much dominated the National Series and won the National Series here, which is uh, about six or seven races around the country. Was At that point, was that when you sort of thought, hey, maybe I can make a bit of a living out of this? Or had you decided before then, right, I'm really going to go for it and just put everything on the line? Yeah, well, um, I left my my main source of income at the start of 2006. And, um, I mean, I was still working part-time, but I was encouraged. I just wanted to go for it right from there. And, um, yeah, definitely with the National Series, it was a case of me trying to to as many races as possible to get some money so I could go to Europe and um, race over there. So, And I guess um, a lot of people, uh, I'm interested to hear how you react to this, you do race a lot and I think from what I've heard the schedule you've got lined up is, is pretty busy. Um, how do you sort of react when people say, oh you're, you're racing too much, you're going to burn yourself out, etc, etc? Um, yeah, I get that reaction all the time and <laughs> I mean everyone's different and I know how I am. Yeah. And I, the racing doesn't affect me very much, and I can recover quite fast. And I know that if I feel like I've never had any injuries, but if I feel like I'm um, fatigued or injured, then of course I'd drop a race. Yeah. But at the moment, I mean, I'm, you know, it's not. It, it's I love competing. It's, you know, I, I want to be in the sport because I, I like racing and I want to try and do as many. Like, yeah. so, so you've gone from being you know, a mess teacher in a secure job to you know, this really unsecure life of being a professional <laughs> sport in a sport that doesn't have a huge amount of money. How you found that, have you found that transition into that and what's it like now you're there? Um, well, I'm not really there financially yet. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, I mean, it's risky, but I mean, I've learnt with life, it's, you, know, you have to do what you really love and it just happens that it's at the moment don't have much money. But I mean, I back myself that in the future I can start to make some yeah. money from it but yeah it's definitely tough um going to europe i i saved all summer doing races yeah. and i mean without my partner i wouldn't have been able to go but we went for four months and he actually left his job and got redundancy as well wow. so we took some of that money and we camped all over europe to try and save money wow. and you know <laughs> i don't think people really appreciate how hard it is <clears throat> when you're first trying to crack into it and the stories you know you get you camping all the time you're just living off the bones of your ass it's not easy is it <laughs> no definitely not it's and have you found since you've won you know you've obviously won an Ironman now does that open the doors more or is it still going to be a struggle for a period of time or um it's still a struggle I mean I've got with my current sponsors now um that you know if I get some good results I can get some bonus nice some sort money. of payments yeah. but I don't have any sort of financial sponsor yeah, that's given me gear. cash yeah. it's me putting the money towards it and if, if, if it pays off then you know, I can cover my costs and hopefully more, but it's a risk, definitely. 
So just talking through speech. talking through this year, I mean, uh, you opened up, well, obviously you had the fantastic season with the, the Olympic distance racing and a few halves. You won the Ashburton Half Ironman oh. last year. That would have been the pinnacle obviously. race of the year. Um, but Ironman New Zealand was, was your first big step up. I mean, did the race go according to plan? Did you find it easier than you thought, harder than you thought? Um, definitely harder. Um, going into the race, like I, I probably wasn't very well prepared for an Ironman physically. Um, I think my longest bike ride was 120k (laughs) before the race. So the bike itself was really tough because I hadn't actually um, practiced being in an aero position. Oh, really? I just like cycled along. It's old school style, eh? Just turn up to the race. (laughs) And um, I was so sore, I could not stay in my aero position on the bike. And then when I got onto the run, it was I was feeling really good. Sort of for thirty k's, um, it was old, going really the old, well. The old thirty k mark. That's been great too. Too about then. And well, my problem had been that I hadn't listened to the nutritional advice, and I decided to eat about twice as much as I should have. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I suffered badly with well, actually, like something was sticking on my stomach, like an inte- intestine. Oh really? It was very painful. I walked for four k's and got through it. It was tough. Oh, yeah. I was crying in some parts of it but at the end definitely very sore and I, I didn't really know if I was going to do another one. Oh, so you were doubtful after that? Yeah well during the race I was just saying yelling at myself going why am I doing this why did I decide to do this and I'm never doing it again. Um, but so, so why the turnaround then? So you get to the end of it your, your <laughs> testosterone's popping out you know you've been crying it's been a hard day at the office why? Um, Oh, just the next day, I was like, oh, I'm doing that again. <laughs> nice. I, I can do better than that. I was, you know, a little bit disappointed with my time, yeah. and I knew I was capable of more. Okay. So. What was it? Was it, was it 10, 10, 10, something like 10-09. that? 10.09. 10.09. Pretty yeah. solid outing for your first one. Yeah. First one mine. Not bad at all. <laughs> um, and then you, you headed over to Europe, um, and you did a few 70, a couple of 70.3s, and, you're, um, and then sort of on to Ironman Switzerland. Did that? Again, your time certainly improved a lot there, but obviously different course, different conditions. Um, did you feel you made a big step up there, and, and how did that race go for you? Um, well, it was hampered a little bit with with the Austria 70.3. I had a big fall in the race and mm-hmm. um, got quite injured, and it sort of I couldn't swim after that because my arm was I couldn't lift my arm, and with the bike, it sort of the, um, mentally I was terrified of going downhill. Mm. So. Oh, okay. The Switzerland race had a big technical downhill section and I just went with my brakes on full, absolutely terrified and everyone else is flying past me. Mm. And I lost a lot of time and I was not very happy with my bike ride. Um, my run was, uh, you know, I got through all those sort of cramps that I yeah. got through, didn't get through in New Zealand, so um, definitely my run had improved. So, And I did the fastest run and the fastest swim and nice. so I realised it was I needed to do a lot of work on the bike so I was happy, you know, yeah. with the fourth. Mm. Yeah. And then the, the the beautiful sunny conditions of the United Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> but you had a bit of a bad day there, didn't you? It was the UK, was that? Was yeah, it, the UK race, I... You've got a funny story, haven't you? Tell us a oh, funny story. Oh, it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, um, um, yeah. <laughs> the anger in Ironman Talk Studios right now. <laughs> Before I'm in UK, I was feeling the best I've ever felt. Really? Um, really, really good on the bike. And I, I went in very confident with how it was going to go. And um, swim went well, bike I was going really well, but only got through 20k and got a puncture. 
and I put the stuff in my tire beforehand. This, you know, the goop yep. that's yep. supposed to seal. So I kept riding for about a k, didn't seal. So I got off. Um, got I had another can of the stuff, so I pumped it in. But of course, it was all blocked. You know, <laughs> so then I changed my um, tubular tire, um, put a new one, and then you know I got the CO two thing, yeah. tried to pump it up, wouldn't work. I couldn't understand why. Um, went off on my hand, got another one, and just tried for about forty minutes. I couldn't understand why I couldn't do it. Mm. And after the race, I realised it was because um, the valve extender was too short because oh, I've got two different size okay, rims. Yeah. If it had been the front tire, it would have been fine, but the back tire, mm. and it's totally my fault. You know, I didn't check that. I didn't think about that. So no, that's me. That's John. <laughs> he's, he's hopeless. And Matt, didn't you have to hitch your ride back? Well, the man um, told me it was I don't know eight a.m. It was freezing. It was like eight degrees. The high was twelve, so well, you know, it was so. freezing. Um, and he told me, "Oh, you just wait here till four <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, um, "I don't think I can." Like I was getting colder and colder because yeah. I've been standing there for forty-five minutes. Well, they really told you that. It's unbelievable. Yeah, right. and so I said, "Okay, I'll walk um, the twenty k back." Yeah, and he's like, "Okay, bye." <laughs> <laughs> so I started walking, and um, everyone's coming towards me, and I'm really—I pu- just want to steal their bikes. Yeah, I just want to push an them angry up woman. <laughs> and I just got colder and colder and colder, and I got to the—I only got six k to the next age station, and. I got taken away in an ambulance, but it <laughs> <laughs> is sensational. There you go. You always get some good stories, especially from those beautiful sunny UK races. Mm. Um, and then I guess I, th- I think the decision was was relatively quick, was it? You looked around the calendar for what you could do next. Yeah, a couple of hours later, I was planning. Well, I actually wanted to go to Ironman Korea because it was next week. Yeah, it was like in six days. But um, I was in the UK and I had family, and I planned to yeah. do all this sort of touristy stuff. Also. Um, told my partner we'll do some touristy stuff because he'd been going yep. around with me training keeping the balance so I couldn't just sort of take off to Korea for the week so I looked for another race and I'm in Wisconsin we were going through LA on the way home so we just put on an extra flight so uh, so talk us through that day yeah it was um, the, you had a great race like it was yeah. fantastic great time like course record yeah wow it wasn't it dominated uh, the dojo eh Sorry, but you, did, you just <laughs> hammered it. Sorry, there you go. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, the race um, course suited me well because it was, you know, basically up and down the whole way and there wasn't any sort of technical downhills, so yeah. it was good for me. Um, and the thing I was most pleased with is when things went wrong, I just felt really calm the whole time. Like, usually I might get a bit fiery when things go wrong, but this time, you know, I lost all my nutrition. I was like, oh, oh well. <laughs> and I lost it in the bike and on the run lost my nutrition so you know things just you know went well for me and I just couldn't believe how the the bike was going because I didn't feel like I was going that fast yeah and he the motorbike just kept coming up and going oh you're two minutes front and then oh you're four minutes in front oh you're seven are you 12 minutes front and I was only halfway through the bike and I was 12 minutes in front wow so Mm. I was like hmm so you you also had a really good run that day didn't you as from what I recall yeah I mean the bike was really um tough so you come off the bike and your legs aren't yeah. the best. And I did the same time as I did in Switzerland, but it was a much hillier course in yeah. Wisconsin. So. so what about the motivation? Because you obviously knew, you, well, as long as you ran smart, you had the race. Mm. You know, to, you know, what was the motivation like on the run? Um, that's pretty difficult. Um, I'm pretty cautious. Yeah. And I pretty much the last two runs I've had, I've just sort of jogged. Yeah. And with my next race, I'm really wanting to step up and really push myself in the run and risk something happening yeah. because I'm always sort of 
what wary if? of what's going to happen, yeah. you know, when I get to 30K. Yeah, 30K mark. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm, you know, in my next race, I'm willing to sort of risk something happening and just trying to get See what sort of some more time off my marathon. And so, you did three Ironmans in, in the season. I mean, um, how do you sort of rate them just in terms of race experiences and, and organisation? You had New Zealand. Um, okay. UK, uh, Switzerland, and Wisconsin. Obviously, Wisconsin's probably going to be a bit more special because you, you won. But did you f- any favourites out of those races? Um, I definitely oh, all three are different. I all, uh, all four, four are different. Three I really <laughs> don't have good memories of the UK. I, I don't, yeah, I, <laughs> we'll cut that out. So we'll just, we'll just cut three. that one out. But um, no, all three are amazing. Like in New Zealand, you know, you get heaps of support because you're at home, but. Being a Kiwi anywhere in the world, you get so much support. Like in Switzerland mm. or Australia, they all yeah. go for it. go Kiwi. You know, they really like New Zealanders. So, I mean, it's and Wisconsin especially. There was just so many people. I think there was a hundred thousand people on the run course. Wow, really? Yeah. Wow, was it a buzz? Mm, definitely. Just mm. Yeah. Hey, so training side of things. What do you, what kind of training you get doing? Yeah. Big yards. What kind of what's your kind of training volume like? Um, I don't know if it's that big compared to most people but um sort of 25 to 30 hours a week is the most yeah yeah about double what i do <laughs> <laughs> um and we actually just before we, we, we sort of came on air yep. as we do um we're just talking about swimming a little bit and you and you, you you're now quite like to do a lot of your swimming by yourself and and um and, and it seems like you like to do a lot of your training by yourself is it do you do a lot by yourself or you train with others much i pretty much train Always by myself. Wow. <laughs> I'm a bit of a loner. <laughs> no, I do um, train some running with my partner and my dogs, actually, but yeah. I do all my cycling by myself and, I mean, the swimming, I've started doing my, by myself now, too, so... Yeah. You just you don't like so, training with others yeah. or you just um, like to do your thing well, and that's it? I don't like biking in a pack, so, I mean, I, I pretty much prefer to do it by myself because, I mean, I'm going to be racing by myself, mm-hmm. so I need to be able to be on the bike mentally and physically for five, six hours by myself. Mm. So, in, in, t- in terms of tools and all that sort of stuff, you use heart rate monitor, power meter, anything like that, or you just go on, on how it sort of feels? Um, pretty much by what it feels. I've just got a heart rate monitor, but mm. I don't really take much notice of it, yeah. to be honest. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And you, you've, you've, you've now um, pulled your partner into the frame. Is it fiancé or partner? Um, fiance. Oh, back it up. You're out of the, you're out of the picture, Bevan. Um, and I see you pulled into him. I, I guess he thought if you can't, uh, well, he's into it now. He's, he's did his first half marathon at the weekend. Yeah, did his first half, and he wants to do the exterior, and oh, he nice. one day wants to do an Ironman, I think, as well. So, so what, what's kind of something you know? Now you've been in the sport what, for a little, well, not really that long, but you know, what are some of the common faults that you're seeing age groupers doing out there? Um, that you believe. Okay, well. I'm not really much of an expert yet, yeah. so I can't, yeah. Yeah. you know, I probably make more st- mistakes than anyone else. <laughs> but one mistake I think I see is people just don't tr- um, doing too much volume and intensity at once. Yeah. So there's people that, well, for me, I've learned that the key is pretty much to stay injury-free. If you can stay injury-free, you can do your whole program and without any interruptions. Yeah. Yeah. And I just see a lot of people, they'll get injured, they'll come back and they'll absolutely hammer you know, intensity-wise, well, volume-wise, and then next week they're injured again, mm, mm. you know. So if, if you can just sort of do the sessions that 
are supposed to be intense, intense, and do the ones that are supposed to be easy. Easy, easy. sessions, easy. Hard sessions, hard. Mm. Mm. Just follow that, and you know. And what about for you know perhaps somebody else out there who may be um, aspiring to you know be a full time athlete? I mean, it is tough. I mean. It's very difficult to make a living out of it, isn't it? I mean, any mm. any tips you could give um, perhaps people out there that might want to give it a crack? Um, well, you have to really, really want it, and yeah. your mind has to be totally into it. If there's any doubts, then you'll just have an excuse does, to does not it frustrate you. You know, like you've won an Ironman. You know, you, you know it's a pinnacle of our sport, and like, does it frustrate you the lack of money in the sport? Um, well, I thought about it, and me, me personally, I don't want to be. In the sport to get fourths and fifths, I yeah, want to to win, to win and get podiums. And if I can do that, then I can start to make a living yeah. on just prize money. So, yeah. Mm. Um, all right. In terms of um, when you're actually rocking up to a race, is your strategy to just do your thing, or do you care whatsoever what's going on around you? And if if, if you're not in the lead like you were in Wisconsin, are you looking at splits board, wondering where you are, or do you just do your own thing? I pretty much just um, do my own thing. I don't have a watch on me in the race at all. I don't know what's ha- um, what time I'm doing. I just try and do my best. And, yeah, I, before the race, I just... Um, I pr- quite like the big hype of the, the Ironman. Yeah. Kind of, it's a big Experience, race and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But I also just try to focus on what I've got to do and, yeah. Mm. So is, is it the winning that drives you? What, what, Definitely. What motivates you? That, that is mm. the motivation? Yeah. Definitely, like every race I do, I want I want to win it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. that's what we like. We need some more winners in this country. <laughs> yeah, God damn it! Bad <laughs> New Zealand this year. Um, <laughs> Poor old bloody English. Let's just bag the English. Yeah, day. the Euro. Eh? Didn't even qualify for uh, the Euro. Yeah, no it Makes us all feel a bit better down yeah, here. That's right. <laughs> in terms of um, you know the, the outlook from here, um, I know you've you've got a spot for Kona next year. Did you get that yes. at Wisconsin? Yeah. Did you take that and are you mm. going to go to Kona? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I dropped my spot. Um, I qualified for last year, but I didn't go. Yeah. Was that more financial reasons? Um, at the time, it sort of was. Um, I sort of didn't realise that I qualified. I only had 20 minutes to decide. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I t- talked to my coach, and he sort of said, well, if you go, you can only do one other Ironman. Yeah. And I didn't want Hawaii to be my third yeah. Ironman. I yeah. wanted more experience. And Yeah. yeah. So, so obviously, how old are you, Gina? Um, just turned 27. Okay, so you're 27, so really young in the sport, really. Mm-hmm. You know, for, and so do you see this being a like a 15-year career? Is this something you see yourself doing for a long, long time? Yeah, I'd like to be there at least, you know, 30 till I'm 35. Um, Ironman, and I've also got goals sort of into the in, in exterior yeah. after sort of Ironman. And, 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 and long obviously, t- long-term is Kona's where you want to be at, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Do you have to qualify for exterior Hawaii or can you? Uh, no, you don't. No. So I've decided I'm, since I'm going to be in Hawaii, I'm going to give the double Afterwards. a go. Yeah. yeah nice. And it's only one week apart this yeah, one year. Nice. Used to be two. Oh, dear. oh well, <laughs> give it a crack. Well, you can win both. And, then, yeah. and, and what, what about the rest of the year? You've got Western Australia coming up. <coughs> what, what sort of, have you got the full year mapped out yet? Um, I'm sort of, I'm getting there. I know what I'm doing in the New Zealand season. And um, as for next year, well, there's, you know, Kona, but probably I've just had an invite the last few days to challenge Roth. 
Oh, nice. Yeah, so we're going to be, we'll be there. Yeah, get an interview with I'm in and on road. Yeah. Bring it on. That's road, road, by the way. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We've been told off a thousand times. Felix will look after you. Yeah, yeah, you want to do that race. It's mm. awesome. I just read about it, 4,000 people. Mm. Yeah. So that sounds oh, no. too good an yeah, opportunity. It's the best race I've done. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. And what, what else have we got on the agenda at the moment? Um, I'd like to do I'm in Canada. Right. Oh, great. Nice. Yeah. So you've got, coming up though, you've got uh, Western Australia. Mm-hmm. You're doing Challenge Wanaka. Yep, and I'm also doing the Tauranga Half. Tauranga Half, nice. Any of the National Series races? No. No? And what about Ironman New Zealand? Yep. Oh, Joe Lawn, let's go down. It's going to be a big year, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's going to be an interesting summer. And exterior New Zealand. Uh, and exterior New Zealand. Is that, uh, that'll be after Ironman, yes. isn't it? Yeah. So that's sort of your sport, you, you're a musician, aren't you, as well? Yeah. You're quite a talented musician. <laughs> well, I play the violin and I play um, with our orchestra here, the Crashet Symphony. So. Which is a pretty mean feat in itself. So have you had to pull away from that? You must have. Um, well, I'm lucky enough, I'm a casual musician, so when I'm here, if I get called up, oh, I great. go and play with them. And so I, like, since I've been back, I've done about four concerts. So one thing, like music's one of my things in my life as well, and one thing that over time when I got kind of really into my Ironman, I had to pull away from music, and that's been a frustration of my sport. Are you doing the same thing? Um, well, when I left Europe, I had to give up all my students because I couldn't just say, oh, I'll yeah. see you in four months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. What about your own playing? Do you still get time to practice? And Not not really. Yeah. I don't, you know, I went to Europe for four months, didn't have my violin. Yeah. Um, I only really practice if I've got to play in the... Orchestra yeah. and have to practice the music, but and it's, 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 you know, because one thing you know, you obviously make a choice to go towards something in life, and it takes a certain amount of focus uh, to achieve the goals you're trying to achieve, and you've had to let some things go. Is that mm. is that a hard thing to do? Not really. Cause I, I, I mean, I really, I really want to do yeah. Ironman, so yeah. it's so sort of it. yeah, it's the thing I most want to do, and I still think that I can, you know, play the orchestra yeah. a little bit on the side. Yeah. So yeah, works out quite well. And obviously the all-important thing, the sponsors certainly do help all of us along the way. Um, where would we be without our sponsors, Jumbo? Where would we be without the sponsors? Oh, get a coffee in your life. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about the sponsors you, you, who have maybe been backing you for a little while and, and whether you've got any new ones coming on board as well. Yeah, well, um, firstly, um, Blue 70, they've We're been with me sponsors. since like nearly my first race. So, you know, I'm pretty loyal to them and got great wetsuits and the point zero three seems to be did you swim you, because at wisconsin the swim was wetsuit for the age groupers wasn't it a non-wetsuit for mm. the the age have, have, have you do you how do you think it makes a reasonable difference to point zero three yeah lot? definitely made yeah. it made a heap of difference and i was I and mean, we only found out the day before that it was going to be non-wetsuit oh, really? so i went to the people at blue seminary and you know they got all the sponsored athletes they had to get them shipped in from seattle really? so yeah, and they do love it. Wow, that's great. We like yeah. the boys at Blue. We like the boys at Blue Seventy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who else? Share um, the love. Essex. Nice. Oh, I like Essex. Yeah. Sure, it doesn't, but that's okay. Mizuno. Essex is all Um, and I wear Orca clothing. Yeah. And high five, nutrition. We like high five. We like high five. <laughs> we like, have you seen the photo he's got on the website of me? Yeah, Check out the website. I think I'm made, I mean, uh, I, I teach group fitness and I've got this tragic 80s. Go to fifthelement.co.nz, guys, and there's some, it's a tragic photo. Can't believe he's got it up there. <laughs> and has anything else sort of opened up for you? Any doors opening since since your Ironman win, or has that not made much of a difference? Or? Yeah, no, I'm getting a bike sponsor for 2008, so I've got one cool. more one more race on my old bike, and then I'll be on a SIPO. Um, so, oh, nice. Japanese and where are they based? Bike, Japanese? Um, yeah, Japanese. So, yeah. 
yeah, Great. good good bikes, and that they're just um, sort of triathlon bikes. Oh, okay, wow. Yeah, so just and he makes bikes. wheels as well, so they're really really fast wheels. And nice. cool, mm. bring that on. Zipping around Christchurch. <laughs> and in terms of your overseas campaign, when will you be departing the beautiful Garden City? Um, probably June, mm. and I um on the way to Europe, I want to do Escape from Alcatraz. Oh, oh nice. I've been wanting to do it for a few years, so. <laughs> You make sure you have your blue 70 hoodie, yeah, hoodie thing. Cold. And if you're allowed to wear the socks and if you're allowed to wear the gloves and if you're allowed to wear is it your, freezing, is the point zero three yeah. underneath your wetsuit. Is it that cold, is it? It's like, I think it's about 12, 13 degrees, I think, this one. Uh-huh. And you, you, you jump off the boat into the water and then you swim to shore. Yeah, this so. could be dangerous to jump off the boat, eh? It's going to be madness. I'm also just thinking the same house. Um, think of St. Bevan. Okay, so uh, how long have you played music for? <laughs> we should know. We should do the thing like you do in um, like the top ten questions. No, they do on on Rove. And he, and I don't he, watch Rove. Oh, there's I have TV. You remember questions and so. tw- ten questions in thirty seconds. Or something that, like that. That, no, I'm going to stop myself right there. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, thanks so much for coming along today. Really appreciate your time. Um, it's really good to get a different. We get lots of different level pros on the show, and it's really good to have a perspective of someone who's up and coming and a real name to look to afford to the future oh here we go no I was just kind of I mean in terms of your aspirations at Kona I mean um, do you know what you're getting yourself in for do you read all the reports about the horrible conditions and things like that and and you're saying you want to win is winning Kona sort of on the, the agenda for you further down the track um definitely I want to win in the future probably you know next year might be a bit too soon but um Chrissy, Chrissy Wellington can do it. Yeah, that's really inspire, inspiring that to, you know, people, one that had never done an Ironman with Sam McGlone. You know, mm. she got second and she, they both did like three-hour marathons. So mm. it's pretty inspiring that, you know, they can come along and, you know, beat all these people that have been around for quite a while. So mm. yeah, you're stoked that you got your, you know, your first win out of the way. You know, because, you know, you look at I've, a lot of Ironman years before they get a win. And mm. there's a lot of them eventually get there, like Chris McDonald. Mm. Um but you know they work so hard to get that win in a way does it make it seem a little bit too easy or do you like I don't know you get what I mean yeah um, I don't know I mean just because you've had one win it, you'll be pretty hungry to get another one and yeah. you don't want to just come along and get you've one win the blood. And, <laughs> <laughs> you, you want to sort of stay at that level oh, so right, a question okay, in, in terms of um, so I helped you there, didn't I? Yeah, got, you through there. There. got yeah. the old thought, the, thought the provoking backs. mind yeah, working right. over time um, in terms of support you get obviously the sponsors is one side in terms of support from the national body obviously there's really good support when you're doing short course racing have you had any support from triathlon New Zealand in terms of what you're, you're doing now and yeah it's on? just um, come through so I'm carded to level 2 Nice. And what that means is I'll get some sports um, medical kind of stuff. Yeah. And also with my trip next year, I get $3,000, I think, towards oh, cool. my travel. So, you know, about that, I probably don't know if I could find $3,000 to go and again. what about, um, have you been drug tested at all this year? No. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> that is so what drugs are you using there? <laughs> <laughs> that is crazy. Wow. No, I mean I've told so them where get, I you didn't where get I am. tested at Wisconsin though. No, they I think that was one of the only ones they. That's they'd ridiculous. 
That is ridiculous. You heard it first here on I'm Ed Talk. There you go. Uh, we anyway, bring the news to you. Yeah. yeah. No, we'll be uh, certainly keen to catch up with you later on the year and uh, see how things are going. So thanks very much yeah, for your time. Yeah, good luck in Thank you. Kick yeah. butt over there and good luck in all the races that you seem to be doing. And we'll be able to have an Ironman Talk reunion in uh, Rote. And your website, if people want to go find out more, is ginaferguson.com and we'll have I think everybody knows the dub 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 I know, you know, uh, and we'll have a link to that up on our site later on this week so get out there and ride your bike in and yes. yep. we'll be <laughs> screaming for you next weekend mate bring it on yeah cool thanks mate you know what Jumbo people do love the studios don't they they do they it do. is pretty, it's pretty impressive we had old Alvin Connor around having up for Barbie didn't we yep and he was asking about the studios. So it's actually Alvin Cooney. Was oh, it Cooney? Yeah, yeah. But his product's oh. Alvin Connor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And his, his wife, he's just got married. If you remember a few weeks ago, we talked about the Alvin Connor um, deodorant sort of products. Yeah. And his new wife is um, Connie. Oh, Connie Connor. <laughs> Connie, Connie Cooney. She's not quite going there yet. <laughs> That's sensational. It's like a Sesame Street name, isn't it? The double letters. Um, anyway, uh, questions and answers. But just remember, you heard Gina Ferguson first here on Iron Man Talk. Yeah, because she is going to be a big name of the future, mm, eh? Yeah. She really is. Go, Gina. Oh, Gina, forgot, go. I forgot about all these questions. <laughs> anyway, first, well, first one was a comment, and this is what this is what we're famous for. Yeah. Peeing on the bike. Really are, aren't we? Um, it made our show, didn't it? Yeah. Uh, you know, that was, that was the pivotal turning point in our show. We had Harvey Skulls pop us a note saying, um, "Thanks, firstly, thanks for having such a great show, and more importantly, thank you for teaching me peeing on the bike. Great. I did my first half Ironman at the weekend in uh, Shepparton, uh, Shepparton in Australia, and did 4.44. That's not bad for your first half. Yeah, that's pretty good. I, if I did, don't pee three times on the bike, I probably would have stopped and gone over 4.45. You definitely would have. So We're like your mother, really, aren't we? Because we teach you how to pee, <laughs> you know? We haven't taught you how to poo, but well, we kind of have, haven't we? I mean, we tried that once. Okay, okay, serious stuff. Jules, I have a question regarding tyre pressure. I have a set of tubular weight race wheels and the max PSI shown on the tubulars that I'm currently using is 140 PSI. Does it really mean that I should inflate to 140? Is it advisable to really do that? Recently I've been inflating below this, say to about 120, and had no problems, but in it I've had two punctures, one in one race. Uh, when, when you inflated when you, when to, you went to 140. So basically, at the end of the day, should we go to the max? No, not not really. I I always race at about one twenty, um, regardless of what the. I mean, why, John? <clears throat> well, you got to, one thing you got to remember is um, Jules is actually from Singapore and he's going to be doing a lot of his racing in Asia. The heat is going to expand. The air is going yep. to expand a bit. So if you put one twenty in, it's probably going to expand a bit more. And you know, putting a little more air in there, it's just a little bit more risky in terms of um, having an actual blowout rather than just a punch. And you always hear the the bike uh, tires blowing out in transition. It's like a bloody gun going off. Yep. So, and I, but I think the benefit of going between one twenty and one forty is negligible. You know, the extra yep. speed you're going to get versus the risk you're actually taking. So. As, as a broad guideline, I would say most of the time you'd be looking around about the 120 mark. Key thing to remember with tyre pressure, though, is you're pumping them up on the morning of the race. Don't pump them up the night before and leave them there all night. Yeah, no. Um, and just take into account a little bit of consideration with regards to what the air temperature is going to be doing. Um, so stay away from the 140. Stay away from the 140. I, I recommend about 120. Okay, nice. Uh, John O, or John O. And it actually works because his last name begins with O. Because mm. some people just, you know, like the Australians like to call everyone like Reggie. Yeah. Or, you know, Newsome. Steve O. Yeah. John O. John O. Bevo. Bevo. Gordo. Gordo. <laughs> During the off season training, I'm trying to improve my biking with a focus on improved Ironman distance time and endurance, aren't we all? My <laughs> only Ironman bike was five, uh, 656. 
For Ironman, do you feel the advantages of training using a fixed-wheeled single-speed road bike for shorter rides, maybe up to two hours, outweighs the disadvantages? Yeah, I think so. I think it would be well worth doing. Yeah, um, are you from Australia or where are you from? It's from .com. Wherever you are, um, you're overseas somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I think doing something a bit different in the off season is great for a number of reasons. It's just something different, so it gives you a little bit of um, yep. a little bit of few fresher ideas. And the advantage of the fixed wheel bike, I haven't actually ever done any training on by myself, but you're forced to keep a good high cadence, and that's something that I think a lot of Ironman athletes can benefit from. I don't think you really need to be going up to say the Lance Armstrong, say 100, 110 RPI, uh, not RPI. That's a that's a RPM. Uh, RPM. Yep. Uh, but I think a lot of athletes end up riding sort of 75 to 80, and if you can sort of start to push that up back up towards 90, I think a fixed wheel will actually. Uh, be, be but you've got to make sure you've got the right gear on, obviously. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And even you know, just for a bit of variety, some people would go and do a little bit of track cycling. I guess if you're in a place which is going to have a shitty winter, that's not an option. But some people like doing that as a bit of a change. Um, so variety in your off season is uh, the okay. So life. variety, but is there that much benefit to doing it? Well, improve if you can improve your cadence. Yes. yes. Okay. Because you can't improving your cadence is not something you can just go and do overnight. It's got to be a, a trained um, a trained process. So it's going to take a bit of time. So I think yeah, it's well worthwhile. Nice. So give it a go, Jono, and, and report back to us on how it's all gone. Great. We're going to go straight into sponsors. And uh, let's do the first one, Athlinks. Athlinks. And the reason we're doing it is because, Fegan, you're a bloody legend. Well, you, yeah, you are, but you've just got to get that. Oh, look at this. I'm loving what he's done here. What? A great candid interview with the most down-to-earth world champion, Chrissy Wellington. Chrissy discusses high training and managed not to fall for Bevan, the single man's charms. Uh. She may have fallen. She may be sick. Well, I've actually been emailing her lots yeah. since. <laughs> no, no, that's a joke. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> Vegan, you put a, you didn't put our website address up there correctly. There's a dot or a slash somewhere. So when you actually clicked on it, it didn't go through to our website. Oh, really? But, but you still, you've got that up the top of the stories. Yeah. The that top. was the challenge of the week, wasn't it? And people have gone on and voted. Mm. Oh, that's sensational. You know, I'm going to vote right now. There you go. Vote. It's gone up to 11. Oh, we're dominant dojo. So, Keep the news, you know, if we, if, when we've got interviews and things like that, um, do, please do spread the word around. People are often pretty interested in, in what people have got to say. You know what, I think if you guys, if, you know, like, how we... The show is pretty big I'm, and it's... I'm tired, I'm tired. I am tired. <laughs> I tell you, I'm tired. Uh, it's been a big week, mate. Um, the ways you can help us with the show, and you guys are really great at supporting us. We really love how you support the show and get involved with everything that we do. But you know, telling your mate, and you know, going on a forum and saying when the good interviews come on, and just say, "Hey, here's an interview we really like." Uh, just that kind of stuff would be really cool. Mm. Um, you know, that, to us, the way our community is growing, or this community is growing, has been through uh, you guys spreading the word. And so, mm. keep it up. We really appreciate that. Athlinks, we talk about a lot. We've talked about it today already. Bree Wee's on there, and if Bree Wee, the fastest age grouper in the world, can register up on Athlinks, and she sees it as being a valuable resource, we think you guys will get some good benefit out of it as well. And do make sure when you do a race, if you register it on there, you get it uploaded, <coughs> and uh, keep it all up to date. And you never know. It might be Age Grouper of the Week coming around the corner at you if you're registered. Oh, because people like being Age Grouper of the Week, don't mm, they? They do. It's like really important. I it like I, well, I reckon it is. I think this is I've, set, I've set out a challenge to an athlete I've coached who's doing Western Australia this week. I said, you're going to have to do a big improvement if you want to get Age Grouper of the Week. Wait a second. Did you give him a time or anything? No, I just said big improvement. She's got a bit of an injury cloud going in, though. Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> but I still think she's got it in her. You know who you are. Smoke it. Okay. Well, I don't know who it is. Can you tell me? I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. Um, okay, so trybuys.com. While we're on trybuys.com, we've got Craig Alexander coming on the show in a few weeks' time. Yep. So if you've got any questions um, you'd like us to put to, to Crowey, 
please let us know. It's going to be a really cool interview. He's actually been on Competitor recently and, and talked a lot about Kona. And uh, if you want to check out that one, check out that one. But the cool thing about um, Alexander is that John Boo's a bit of a bit of an old time buddy, aren't you, mate? We had a season in France together, so I know where he's come from and the difficulties. Not so much difficulties, but the, the path he's the struggle it takes, eh? Yeah. yeah, and a lot like Gina's saying, you know, she won an Ironman this year, but it's, you know, that's ten grand US. You yeah, know, that, that covers you some expenses. Travel, but, yeah. You know, it's been a bit a long path. Crow's doing fantastically well now, making good money. Yep, um, good on him but, too. But you know, it's it's been a long road, so we'll, we'll look forward to that interview. But I think if if you guys go on to try buys, especially for you Kiwi athletes and, and athletes around the world you can get some bloody good deals i actually went on there this week and i was looking under heart rate monitors yep. and i'm telling you man the prices are cheap really <laughs> yeah I, I i'm probably shooting myself in the foot a bit here but you can get polar heart rate monitors in the states on try buys almost close to what you can get them for wholesale price in new zealand wow you know, you're talking a couple of hundred dollars cheaper wow that's amazing and isn't it when you look obviously the shipping comes into it but if you're buying something like a heart rate monitor shipping's not going to be that much to new zealand um, or to the UK, or to Australia. Yeah, So yeah. do go on there, have a bit of a look through. They've got um, the accessory section. You can get aero helmets, you can get heart rate monitors, all sorts of things and, like And when that. you go to the accessory sections, they've got some really good deals, like the helmet there, look at that. Ooh. A Chrono by Lima. 39% off. No, that was 120 bucks US. That's, that's pretty cheap for an aero helmet, isn't it? You're not going to get... That's bloody cheap, isn't in it? In New Zealand, you don't get that sort of variety. Oh, you pay stupid, pay stupid money for it. So... Those are the really project helmets I was talking oh, about. Oh, it looks like you've got sideburns, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, Elvis helmet. Beautiful. Um, Andy Potts won the 70.3 champs wearing one, so they must be fast. He must be a bloody legend. But trybuys.com, you can get all your swim gear, your bike gear, your run gear, your exterior gear, all your accessories. It's the only website you need. It's the only place you need to go. It's the only website you need. And lastly, we have a good old favourite coffee in the world. Uh, you know what I need right now, John? A coffee. Because I'm really tired. Mm. I really am tired. Okay. We were talking about, uh, we are talking to Alvin. Alvin, night. who's Alvin? Alvin, who was around to the back. Oh, I thought night. you meant Alvin. I thought you made it stuff up. No, we're talking Alvin talk- and the chickmunks. Remember you used to watch that? Alvin, no, Simon, Theodore. Yeah, do, yeah. Do. Oh, good times. But Alvin was saying, oh, maybe I should get some coffee for a gift. And I said, well, Back Alvin, it up. they've got these holiday gift tins on there. Yep. And you get a bit of an assortment of coffee. Um, fantastic. Yeah, well, you keep going. The biggest thing in, though, is at the moment, um, until the end of the year, Click on that page okay, so I can remind myself. Oh, you, the purchase. If, if you yeah. go on there, you put in the code IMTALK yep. at the checkout. It stands for yeah. Man Talk. Really? Yeah. Twenty <laughs> percent off. Yep. So the bargain. You go. It is a bargain. And for those of you who own businesses, and I know a lot of our listeners are businessmen because we attract a, an intelligent audience, don't we? I didn't notice this. You, been, I've been doing my piece. Yeah, been and what they've got is they've actually got a business gift program. And this is a really gay gift because, you know, you go nowadays, you go into um, workplaces and they have quite nice coffees, don't they? They don't mm. just have the old Budjo, you know, Kef machine. They actually have some really nice coffees. And so you can buy um, gift packs that you can actually give out to some of your clients or uh, whatever. And the, the prices actually go down more how many sets you buy. So, for example, you can buy one to 10 cents and it costs you $37 US and then go right down to about thir- less than $30 US. 50 cents nice so it's a really great way to actually think outside the square give a gift that you know because nowadays coffee is just so popular isn't it yeah but but also you often get crappy business gifts yeah you, know, you do don't you at Christmas you'll end up with flipping 20 boxes of chocolates the, yeah that's and right and 5 calendars yep. and 15 boxes and, and you're buying pens. quality product you're giving a beautiful present and, the, and we've got the tin exactly yep so trust us and if you listen to last week's show we give you so many ideas on what you can do with that tin you know what you know that's very true <laughs> yeah one thing we're going to do... We've cracked the hour. We've cracked the hour. There's a couple of things we need to talk about. One of them's a little bit sad, so we're going to finish on that one. But um, 
I've got something else actually. Can I? Okay, push, push, his push, hands up. Hands so up. He puts his hand up next to me. What's all that about? Um, we've had a few more people asking about bike jerseys. So if you do want a bike jersey, we're going to, um, every time we get up, just send us an email. How so many do we need? We need 10. We need 10 jerseys. So every time we get up to 10 jerseys, uh, we'll, put, we'll an put an order in, any sizes. So There was do, mention of um, arm warmers and pants. Uh, was there? Are we going to order that? Are you going to organise that job, mate. I do the website. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do want a bike jersey, uh, flick us an email and we'll get that sorted out. Uh, but we won't, we won't put the order in until we get 10, and then they take about four or five weeks from then to get made. So it could be a few months away if you, you know, hmm. so you basically need to show us interest. Then once you're interested, we'll come back to you and we will say. Now, we've got our Ironman Talk training camp. Yes. Which I put a link to on our website. It was a pretty weak link, but it was pretty nice. <laughs> Go to Pyrenees Maori Sport. There's only 16 spaces. Uh, and we've already got how many? We've got about seven or eight already filled already. Yeah, so you need to get in quick. Talk to, to your wife. So look, honey, I need some time away. Or to your husband, who you want to talk to. It's going to be a bit of a race preparation camp. Yes, we're going to do a couple of uh, decent rides. We'll go and ride up the Col de Tourmalet or one of the famous climbs around there. But Bevan and I are both going to be preparing for um, for races. And most of the guys that are going there may be doing Rote or, or, or Switzerland, which is So there'll be some training, but there'll be good technique stuff. A few experiences and it'll be good times. Oh, it's going to be good times. Because, you know, wicked. you haven't partied until you party with John and Bevan. <laughs> it's a wicked uh, place to stay. Ian looks after it. He's got an endless pool in his backyard. Oh, really? Um, so it's, And it's beautiful. Look at the photos. Uh, you've got mountains. Is it really beautiful? Mountains all around you. Really? Basically, you bike out the door. Oh, look at that You're picture. basically going up a valley. And, Is it really? And yeah. you're by the lake, by the... Yeah. We'll be going down. We're doing some uh, some sort of triathlon simulations in lakes. Um, I'm going to have a plan to do a uh, a double sprint distance triathlon, and a few other little bits and pieces. So, and that'll be combined in with the reasonable amount of technique work and, and video analysis and so on. So, uh, you can hire bikes if you do want to go over there. Ian's got a wicked um, fleet of bikes. Yeah. Uh, so, so the place that you're going to is actually ran by a guy who runs a lot of triathlon slash multi sport kind of events or mm. kind of camps. So we, you know, we're kind of really set up. So it's going to be really great. It's not going to be some Mickey Mouse, you know. Everything's included. So the price is going to be 500 euros, which is 355 pounds or two or 725 US. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much inclusive. Um, covers your, your food and stuff like that, and uh, getting picked up from Toulouse Airport. But you know what the really exciting thing is, John? What? You My idea me. the other night. What was that? We want you guys to name the camp. Oh, that's right. To name the camp. So what we're going to do is go onto the blog this week, add, you know, because we, we haven't really done the blog, so you can add your name to the blog. That's the way around it and seven we haven't to answer okay. hundred emails. So on the blog this week and maybe we'll, we'll do it over the next two weeks on the blog. Yep. And then we'll announce a winner. So you've got to think of the Iron Man Talk oh he's got his hand up again. <laughs> you gotta think of the Iron Man Talk camp name. And the winner I've got to get this confirmed, but will likely receive uh, an item of clothing from Art of Try. Oh, really? Yes. Nice. That's very good, John. Yeah. So out, out and I'll try. tell you what we like how to try. Yeah. So if you remember those cool hoodies and long sleeve t-shirts we had, whoever wins the right to name the camp. Okay. Also oh, I'm looking forward to the camp name, eh? Yeah. Oh, this is good times. Yeah. So anyway, what do you have to do for the rest of Ian's going to have to modify his website, but I'm sure oh, he'll be okay with that. Okay. Um, <laughs> sad, yeah, sorry about that. Sad news. Do we actually have that information right in front of us? No. Okay, I'm going to pause for a second because it's kind of important. So, yeah, so this is actually really sad news, actually, but it's, um, Stacey, how do you say the last name, John? 
Um, basically sent us through an email saying how a friend of hers called Dorothy Barnett Griffin from Lucas, Texas, uh, suited up to race in Ironman, Florida. It's, well, how long ago was Florida? It was uh, mid-November, wasn't it? Early mid-November. Okay, so while finishing the second lap of the swim, she had a problem. They're not sure what happened, but went under. The kayakers and EMTs immediately pulled her out of the water, began uh, doing CPR on them and rushed her to hospital. They located her husband, who was uh, also in the race and really already on the bike course and gone to the hospital alongside with her three kids. Uh, she had severe surgery to reduce the brain swelling and the brain activity test came back non-responsive. She basically passed away on Thursday the 8th of November at the age of 43. Um, she, she actually started doing triathlon as a way to raise money for the Janus charity. So uh, mm. in the hope, you know, so a local organization that helped her through her loss of her husband five years ago. So it's just really sad news. And, you know, like, we, you know, obviously we try to deliver a pretty entertaining show, but um, Dorothy is a part of our community. And uh, it's it's just a really sad thing that happens with this happening in our sport. Eh? Mm. It must, you know, so our, our, our thoughts and condolences go out to her family. And, um, you know, all of us in the Ironman Talk community are really thinking you guys. And uh, Hopefully they do something at Florida next year, maybe. To yeah, I'm sure they will. Hmm. So um, just to Dorothy's family, um, good luck. And, yeah, so anyway, uh, moving on from there, um, what are you going for the rest of the week? What am I going for the rest of the week? I am going to watch, well, remember this show's being recorded on Friday. Yep. So tomorrow morning I'm in the car nice and early, oh, going down to Ashburton. Ash Vegas. Going to be racking people up to make sure they're going quick enough. Do you do that as a coach? you yell at them? Well, I'm on the microphone, so it's kind of good. I don't have to yell. I can say, okay, here comes Andrew Black, and he's not going fast enough. Come on, lift your knees up. Um, you know, it should be a good day, although the weather forecast is starting to look not, not so great. No, really? But other than that, not a great deal happening in my world. I mean, I've got a wedding that afternoon. Oh, who's getting married? Uh, an optometrist friend of Belinda's. Oh. Mm. Do you like weddings? Yeah, they're good. Weddings are all around good times. Yeah, because good. there's free food, yeah. free alcohol. Well, it's, that's the thing. It's not really free because you've got to buy a big gift, so it's kind of... Uh, that's true. Yeah. It's a bit of a trade-off. It's a bit of a trade-off. But they're always good times. Good times. There's always good DJs. Yeah. Well, most of the times. Yep. People are dressed up, so people are looking their best. Mm. And then... Other stuff as well. Have you got your speech ready? No, no. I'll do the speech two minutes before I get up. But, right. but the key is... Speeches, I love speeches. I hope you're not too tired for that speech. Oh, I tell you what, I probably will be. I'm pretty tired. <laughs> what have I got on? Well, I'm actually we're recording on Friday because I'm off to Australia tomorrow for Mr. Slam I Am's wedding, and my friend Sean the Porno is going to be there as well. Um, Porno's doing Wanaka, so he's like, oh, see if I can get your bike and stuff. I was going to plan out taking it easy in Australia. Basically, once I get back from Australia, that's when I start training for Epic. So, um,. So you and me both. Yep. So I, I got an email. This is typical because yeah, I, I, mean, I did the half marathon last weekend yep. and uh, won it. You know, dominated it. Won it, but it wasn't a quick time or anything yep. like that. It's, and I, I know everything's relative. And old Hallman's emails me. Oh, I saw you won a race of the weekend. Time was a bit slow. <laughs> <laughs> Puts me in my place. Like thanks, man. Was <laughs> a love. He's like your mother-in-law. <laughs> oh god. And then I'm really looking forward to go to Australia. Actually, for those of you who haven't been, like obviously we've got a lot of listeners around the world. Australia's a great place to go for a holiday. It's uh, reasonably cheap mm-hmm. um, the weather's pretty much always good you're really always close to a beach well not always but most of the really good holiday spots are close to a beach um, the Australian people really as much as we like to give them a bit of shit they're actually cool people it's hot and yeah what do you mean like the, the hot, weather's hot I think you mean like the people no uh, you know what the Australian chicks are pretty hot yeah, yeah I have to say that um, and then uh 
So you got the wedding, and then that's pretty much it, mate. Mm-hmm. My band's getting back together, Vito. All right. Yeah, we're gonna have a Vito reunion. Well, maybe you can do. You can record some little clips for. Um, okay, mate. For all our okay, stuff. that's what we'll do. We'll actually record a one-minute clip of some Vito. Yeah. For, and we'll put it on the show. Nice. It's exciting times. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's our show. Holy moly! I thought it was gonna be a short show. Well, it wasn't the best, best show of all time, was it? It wasn't. Because, but you know why? Because I'm really tired. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> Gina wasn't tired. She pulled us through. Oh, she did too. Anyway, Iron Rusts. I'm Mendo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia kaha.